1: Hey everybody, welcome in on a uh, very gloomy Friday. We say hello to you in the capital city, Jimmy B and TC. You can always get on the program at 264-1700. Once again, that is 264-1700. A terrific show lined up here on a Friday. Uh, Iowa Preps Luke uh, Federson will be our guest roughly about uh, 1225. Uh, Scott Gelman, Major League Baseball Daily Dish coming up at 1 o'clock. Uh, Trent and uh, Wolfgang will get after it at about 140. And at 240, Brian Blessing. Uh, horse caller extraordinaire will be our guest. Uh, you heard him on before the preakness. He will join us again as, or before the, uh, derby. Uh, he will join us again prior to the preakness, which is tomorrow. How you doing, pal? You everything good with you? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. How about things with you? You yeah. hanging in there? Yeah, I don't like this weather. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know me. You get all fired up about the weather. Well, you're old. What's old a- <laughs> That's all got to do with it? Rain, well, rain, old people, go away. Old people love talking about it. No, I, yeah. I'm not talking about it. I just said I don't like this weather. Oh. No. It's got nothing to do with being old. So, no golf? No, yeah, no tennis no outside.
2: All yeah, right, right. Can't
1: do anything.
2: Well, you can go to the bar and drink. Yeah, but I can do
1: that any day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh,
1: man. I'm looking. I'm looking for outdoor action here. Oh, yes. You know me. Well, Jimmy
2: B., we start today with uh, some news to our neighbors down to the south, down in Creston. Yes. Three-star offensive lineman Trevor Downing makes his commitment yesterday to Iowa State. mm mm-hmm. uh, This is a kid that was wanted by all the programs here in the oh, area. Oh, yeah. Iowa, Minnesota, Kansas State, Missouri, all involved with him and uh, made his commitment to Iowa State. It was something where... Matt Campbell, one of the first things he did on the job at Iowa State was offer Trevor Downing and built that relationship uh a kid that has an agriculture background uh-huh, um, very much because of that, I think Iowa State got a leg up, but it was also the recruitment, sure that Matt Campbell and his group did with him, and uh that ignited of course Cyhawk Twitter yesterday and into today. Some back-and-forth things. Pray tell. What, would you, what have we
1: learned on that?
2: Well, you know the back-and-forth and how it goes. Yes. I mean, it's, you know it's going to happen. Well, I can,
1: I can see it right now. Oh, for Iowa State. Oh, this is a great get. This kid is going to be awesome. He's going to walk right in. I, and I was saying something. Ah, we didn't need him anyway. Who cares? He's from Creston.
2: No, no. It wasn't not, like that? No, not much of that. It was oh, wow. more a, a questioning of the decision. And that's what I want to get into here to kick things off. So you're an offensive lineman from the state of Iowa. Sure. And you want to stay in state. You want to go to one of your state schools. So let's leave everything else off the table. Let's just talk about Iowa and Iowa State. Okay. And just as an offensive lineman. Okay. You have a program led by a head coach in Kirk Ferentz in Iowa that has had a lot of success.
1: That is very true. That, for offensive linemen, absolutely. And just in general. Yeah.
2: In winning football games. In a myriad of different factors. Kirk Ferentz is known as an offensive line guru. His son turned out to be a pretty good offensive yeah. line coach. Won a national award last year for Offensive Line of the Year. Uh, he is now the offensive coordinator. So you're mm-hmm. going to guess they're maybe even going to rely even more on that running game going forward. Those are all definite positives. Yes. I mean, it's you look at just that in itself, you figure for offensive linemen in this state, Iowa's got a big leg up. I would I would say,
1: yes, that's true.
2: But things may be changing. And you start with the offensive line coach at Iowa State, mm-hmm. Tom Manning.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Won a national award for offensive coach of the year his last season at Toledo before He'd, he came with Coach Gamble. Correct. He is a guy that took that offensive line last year, that at the beginning of the year. Remember, they had lost Campos. yes. You looked around. They were playing Julian Good-Jones. They were playing a lot of young guys. Bryce Meeker. It was, how do we put this thing together? You know, the seniors that they were playing, guys like Nick Fett, really hadn't seen any playing time up until that point in their career. Mm-hmm. You look at those guys, and they certainly were not prospects that were going to be big-time prospects that you look at and say, oh, yeah, we're fine here. We got, we got this senior because they hadn't even played. And he built that thing up into... By the back half of the year, pretty good offensive line. Yep. So I don't think the disparity is quite, and the gap is quite as large as some Hawkeye fans want to make it out to be. Well,
1: I think what they're doing, though, is they're going on the past. Yes. And the amount of linemen from Iowa that have gone on to the NFL and had very good success. Yes. And there is a track record of that. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't have that right now at Iowa State. Sure, Kalicia Osemili, but he wasn't part of right. Matt Campbell's uh, tenure. So I, I I get it. I I can see where Iowa fan would think in that aspect. But How can you, but, you choose Iowa State? Yes, it, right. But you're going down a different road here. And it's not even a sure thing.
2: You know, I heard another. Thing. Oh, he he caught. He just cost himself millions of dollars.
1: Yeah, with I, this decision. Yeah, I can hear that one.
2: Well, Iowa's had plenty of kids ranked higher. Than Trevor Downing that chose to go to Iowa and didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest one, five-star offensive lineman from Atlantic right down by Creston and Blake Larson back in the uh, early 2000s. He was wanted by everybody. And uh, the story goes that he was sitting on a recruiting visit in a hot tub down at Miami.
1: Uh-huh. At the U. When the U was up and when running. The, when the U was the U. It was the U.
2: And he's sitting in there with Matt Roth, who was also <laughs> on his visit. Yeah. And Roth just kind of told him, uh, Larson, excuse me, had not made a decision. Uh Uh-huh. Hey, what are you thinking? Oh, I'm going to Iowa. Uh Uh-huh. But he was hanging out in Miami because that's Matt Roth. (laughs) That's what Matt Roth does, (laughs) It's Matt Roth things. And he said, yeah, that sounds pretty good. I'll probably do the same. And that's where he ended up, but he never panned out. Right. Dan Doring, five-star offensive lineman, didn't pan out. Recently, Ryan Ward, Mm -hmm. never panned out. So there is no such thing as a sure thing that if you choose Iowa... It means that you're going to the NFL. Correct. There have been plenty of flameouts, highly rated guys, higher ranked than yeah. Downing, yeah, that have gone to Iowa, and it didn't pan out for them. Trevor Downing turns out to be a three-year starter along the offensive line for Iowa State. He's still going to get a shot at the NFL. Oh, sure he is. He's still going to get good coaching, good strength and conditioning, all these different things. It's not like he's making a decision between going to Iowa and going to the Iowa Conference. <laughs> Iowa State's a Big 12 program. Yes, they are. If you can play at a good level, they're going to find you there. It's not as big of a gap as the Hawkeye fans are trying to make it out I they?
1: understand perfectly. And you
2: can sell the Brandon Sheriffs, and we can go down the line, yes. and Marshall Yand, and all these And games. Riley Reif. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah. names are there. Yeah. The, they are there. Yeah. Historically, absolutely. Yes. But it comes back to this. It's not strictly just about football. When these kids are making their decisions, mm-hmm. they're a— a lot of different factors that you have to get into. You have to figure out what he wants to major in. He's an ag guy. Yeah. University of Iowa does not have an agriculture program. There you go. You can do things. He could go into a business, you know, and, and kind of placate it that way. And you can figure out at least a path that could get you there. But it's not like going to Iowa State in that program. That's why I always felt Minnesota had a better shot than Iowa did of getting his services, because Minnesota does have an ag program. Mm-hmm. And that is something that is very important. He has family ties. He has Deep family ties I've heard from both sides, but with his immediate family, it is to Iowa State. It is closer. There are some people that said, you know, if he wasn't this great football player, he'd probably just stay on the farm and work. I mean, that that's what he wants to do. It just also proves that he's an excellent football player.
1: Yeah, he's 6'5", 3'10". And he's got these opportunities. <laughs> so
2: that's the part where I, I'm uncomfortable with the people that are saying— Oh, he cost himself millions. What a terrible decision no, he
1: didn't no, he didn't
2: He made the decision that is best for him, yeah, he made the decision that makes sense.
1: but you know how fans overreact oh, I do. we We I... laugh at him on this show at least I do, and this is once again one of those. Overreactions where they think that their coach or their team deserves every top player in the state doesn't happen like that. Just with the, some of the things that you just outlined, mm-hmm. doesn't have an ag program, so there are other factors involved just besides football.
2: Yeah, and and that's what it comes down. Sure. to. Sure, and Campbell put in the time. And he did. This was one of the guys that he had targeted from an early time. Put in the time there. He took his visits to Iowa City, but in the end, he made the decision. And I will rarely—I don't want to say never—okay, rarely kill a kid on his decision of where he's going to go. This one, you know, we talked last week about Tiger Campbell, yes, the the kid that committed to DePaul. That one's a little bit of a head scratch. Yeah, it is, and especially after what we've seen the last two years, we see Markel Fultz go out to Washington, doesn't play in an NCAA tournament year before. We see Simmons go to LSU doesn't play in the NCAA tournament. You wonder, now Tiger Campbell is not the top player in the class, but he's a very good player, and you look at DePaul and you just kind of... Scratch your head on that, yep. This is different. And football is a different level as well as basketball recruiting, at least in my mind, especially for an offensive lineman. For the most part, these are not kids that play a true freshman. Rarely do they even play as redshirt freshmen. This is a developmental position, and if he thinks he can get the development that he wants plus do what he wants inside of education, I just can't kill him. Yeah. Absolutely. Even with all those positives in Iowa City, the gap, if this was under maybe the previous regime at Iowa State, okay maybe it would hold a little bit more weight. <clears throat> I don't see that being the case here.
1: No, not not when you just talked about what Iowa State accomplished last year when their offensive line yeah. was devastated. Right. And they showed such marked improvement as the season went on. So... Look, Matt Campbell's got it going on and he really does. Didn't they just sign or didn't aren't they after a a big uh, lineman as well down in Florida? I think they are as well. And this I mean this is this is what you have to do. You have to come in and hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Matt Campbell and his staff have done. And they told everybody, this is not your grandpa's Iowa State football team anymore, and they are working as hard as they possibly can to change everything that has gone down. And at least on paper, it shows success. Now you have to wait until they snap the football to see if they they improve at all on the field. Most people believe they will. I mean, you and I had the conversation about Vegas, and they have them at five and a half for the over-under. So... I think you indicated on the show you were thinking of playing the over, right? Oh, yeah. I, I you're you're going to play it over. no matter what. Okay. Well, not no matter what. Okay.
2: you got to see if there's. JB can't play things no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> if I lay down the bet and I'm laying minus 140, well, yeah. it's going to change things. Okay. So you got to see where the juice is. you got to okay. see where that line goes. you got to examine those the situation. Kind of yes. Well, we talked about it. Ken Miller told us a couple weeks ago now, as he was out there before the Derby, yes. that CG Technology, the company he works with, was going to open at Iowa State at five and a half. They have released a few of the teams. Not everybody. Iowa State, not one of them. Okay. And he also told us that Iowa was going to open up at seven. Mm-hmm. Well, they did open up yesterday. Iowa was one of their, thinking think about 40 teams that were listed, and the Hawkeyes were one of them. They didn't open them at seven, though.
1: Uh-oh. They opened them at six and a half. Ah, they changed their mind. <coughs> you okay there, boy? Yeah, yeah. you eating, uh, eating like an ant or something that no, no. Uh, made you gag. No, okay. Yeah, a little cold. Then, so, <laughs> yeah, help me out. Jeez. Okay, I'm doing what I'm doing here. Okay, so they, instead of seven, mm-hmm. they dropped it to six and a half. Six and a half, yeah. A little bit surprising. They get that half number, so there's
2: going to be a winner and a loser. you yes. in a half game. Yeah. So maybe that was a part of it. They're looking, you know, should we shade it up to seven and a half? Should we shade it down to six and a half? And they shade it down. You go through this schedule. And with the questions that still remain with us. Yes.
1: State.
2: Remember the last time they had a new offensive coordinator?
1: Yes, Greg Davis. When he came in, yes. year one.
2: They went four and eight. Yeah. Wide receiver crew, and that was with James Vandenberg coming back. Right. Off a off a terrific junior season, and it didn't work. Mm-mm. So you have that part. Now you don't have a quarterback that has much experience. It's Correct. either Stanley or Uyghurs. Correct. You have a wide receiver crew that To call it questionable is uh, nice to the word questionable. (laughs) It is more than that. Defensively, Brandon Snyder gets injured. You're replacing two starting cornerbacks. You're replacing an interior defensive lineman and Jaleel Johnson. That was as good as everybody. Your other guy that started there for most of the season last year, Budgeta, still is not back to 100%. There are a ton of questions still about this team. And then you couple that with the biggest thing, and it's who you play, your schedule. Go through that schedule, Jimmy B. I, I've looked at and it. Find seven wins. I I can't right at the moment. No. I can't. No, it's difficult. Yes. Unless you see them going to Ames and winning. Unless you see them going to East Lansing and winning. Uh, stealing a game on the road against Northwestern, Nebraska, or Wisconsin. One of those three. Winning at home against a Penn State or Ohio State. I mean, to get to seven wins mm-hmm. is difficult with that schedule. And with those questions, maybe this is, should be the goal for this Iowa team in 2017. Get to a bowl game. Get to six wins. Set your expectations there. If they do that and they do a little bit more, hey, that's cherry on top of the sundae. Sure. But don't be thinking about Big Ten West titles. Don't be thinking about competing for that. Get bowl eligible. That should be the goal, at least the way I look at it right now.
1: I'm with you. And, look, I we'll have to do a segment here uh, maybe coming up in another week or so when... Uh, everything is pretty dead and we get to the silly season. But I'm with you. I've looked at that schedule, Trent, and I don't know how they're going to get to 7. Yeah. I, I really, I, I'm I'm serious. I, I think Vegas probably did the right thing by downgrading them because they probably see the same things that you and I have seen. Absolutely. Well, let's take a look back at yesterday
2: okay. in case you missed it in the world of sports. It's brought to you by Wolf Construction Roofing. All your roofing needs this summer, get it done. The rain's out there. If you're seeing that leak, make the call today to Wolf Construction Roofing. We start in Chicago as we go to the north side of town. In Wrigley yesterday, the Cubs make it a sweep and jump out early. Javi Baez with the bases loaded. Here it comes. And <laughs> drive
0: to left.
2: Grand slam. Bats starting to heat up. Now they got up 9 nothing. Right. Reds started chipping away. Yeah, they did. Got yeah. a little bit hairier than you'd want in the end, but a sweep of the Reds, the Brewers in town, supposed to start at 120. More than likely going to be pushed back a while this afternoon with the Cubs and the Brewers as they come in, and Eddie Butler will be making his second start with the Cubs mm-hmm. uh, coming up today. Looking forward to seeing him out there again, and And just seeing if maybe they found something there to help out that staff.
1: Absolutely. Look, we always said just don't lose track of the fact that the talent that is on this team. And a lot of people were panic, jumping off bridges, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. There's no reason for that. It's still mid-May. And we talked about that. Just let them get their legs back underneath them after celebrating for months and months for doing something that that team had not done in 108 years. So they're going to be just fine. And you even said, look, you're going to get, what, Cincinnati, Philly, a couple of other, Atlanta. Don't they get Atlanta in this stretch, I think, as well? I, they're going to beat up on, on teams that aren't very good. And this is where you get your swerve back.
2: Well, the Brewers are playing pretty well, and they finish off – San Diego in San Diego yesterday. Their new closer, Corey Nebel, who has been ridiculously good finishing things off yesterday. The call from Fox Sports Milwaukee.
0: Hedges strikes out and that ends the ball game. He took it. It was a curveball. And Kniebel ends up striking out the side as the Brewers take three out of four. From
1: the Padres. And that's who's up next for the Cubs is Milwaukee. Yes, they
2: come in playing good baseball. Got to be ready to go. And uh, we'll keep an eye on that one. Keep you up to date on when the start is going to be. More baseball from last night. The Twins yesterday afternoon. Lost game one of a doubleheader after the rainout from the night before. They come back. And Jose Barrios, Saturday, made his first start of the year after he was called up and was really good against Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Ran into some trouble last night against that Rockies lineup. He took it to another level. This has been the hope. This has been what Twins fans have been looking for, a young pitcher to come out. And last night, Jimmy B, he was incredible.
0: Jose Barrios. And a called third strike. Or fastball up. It blew him away with high heat. Tapia is put away. Threw it right down the middle. (laughs) Breaking ball. Swing and a miss. Breaking ball. (laughs) Just blew him away.
3: Got him. Breaking ball.
0: Strikeout number 11. And another swing and miss. That's pretty good.
2: That's pretty good stuff by Berrios. He is fun to watch and a little bit different than the kid we saw last year. They came up and struggled so much. They sent him back to the farm. Some of the things that they worked with, the new front office. I talked about this before. Getting guys to pitch inside. That breaking ball, though, Jimmy B. It's nasty. That thing is filthy.
1: It's nasty. Is good it? news. You remember Burt Blylevin. Of course. And and the way that his would just scare the hell out of you if you were a right-hander. Well, his was box. more of a looper. Yeah, it was. It was a 12-6 to curveball oh, kind man. of thing. So where would you put Barrios? Well, th-
2: he's got a little more sharpness. You think it. so? Yeah. His, okay. His is a little sharper and more of a slider kind of action as opposed to the curveball. Regardless, it is very good. Speaking of good, Mike Moustakas has been good for the Royals this year. One of the few bright spots in last night... They look to salvage something out of their series against the Yankees. He goes yard once again.
0: As this one is drilled deep to right field. Judge going back and gone. Mike stuck is his tenth home run of the year.
2: Fox Sports Kansas City with the call there. The Royals with the victory last night against the Yankees. Jimmy B, we finish up with hockey. I liked this game last night. I knew you were locked and loaded into it. We go to overtime. Nashville trying to jump out to a 3-1 lead in the series. Anaheim with different ideas.
0: Two goals late in the third period to tie the game. Now it is Perry. In front, score! The Ducks win game four. Perry threw it towards the net. Nate Thompson in front. Anaheim wins it 3-2.
1: And that series now is tied at 2-2. So at least we're getting some series yes. out of the NHL playoffs so far.
2: Because we know the NBA is not helping us Ooh, out. Ooh, man.
1: Even oh. Charles Barkley said, thank God for the <laughs> NHL playoffs. That was a Case You Missed It
2: presented by Wolf Construction Roofing. On the other side, we talk little high school sports. State track tournament mm-hmm. happening, at least when the weather holds off. It's nasty. <laughs> Got that going on. The baseball season begins next week, and... A lot of football recruiting. We'll talk about Trevor Downing, his commitment. Some of the other top players here in the state of Iowa. Luke Feddersen from Iowa Preps. He joins us on the other side. It's Jimmy B and TC.
0: The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Kubota's Orange Opportunity sales event is going on now. Get commercial-grade performance and a full four-year factory warranty at a price you can afford with a new Commander Zero-Turn mower. Now get special promotional pricing of $38.99 with zero down and zero percent financing for up to 48 months. Now through May 31st, 2017. Call toll-free 1-800-794-4992 for details about cost and terms. For complete warranty details, see Kubota.com or your authorized Kubota dealer. Come see Jake at Capital City Equipment in Des Moines, just off I-80 on 2nd Avenue.
3: Thousands. Tom's Auto Sales, we're a one-stop shop for all brands of cars, trucks, and SUVs. At Tom's Auto Sales, we have great prices and a great selection of the best quality used vehicles around. Visit our website at tomsautogroup.com.
0: Tom's Auto Sales.
1: Draft House Fifty has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House Fifty—a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House Fifty, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines.
3: See you soon.
0: Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and
2: Trent. Welcome back, Jimmy B and TC. Big Talker 1700 here until 3 o'clock this afternoon. Glad to have you with us on a cold,
1: windy, rainy day. 49 degrees. Lousy out. I can't believe that we're sitting here wearing, like, fleeces. It's track weather. Yeah. (laughs) Luke Federson from
2: Iowa Preps with us on the Draft House 50 hotline. Luke, you uh, brave the elements out of Drake?
4: Nope, a little too cold for me. I don't usually go (laughs) head out for state, but I definitely try to get to what I can in terms of track and everything along the whole line.
2: No, I got you there. Well, we want to start off with some football talk. Want to get into the announcement yesterday from Trevor Downing. You have him. In your rankings as the number two player here in the state of Iowa, uh, makes his commitment to Iowa State. It wasn't just Iowa and Iowa State involved, other regional teams, Minnesota, Missouri, Kansas State, also with offers from him. Uh, let's just start with doubting as a football player. When you watch tape of him at the 3A level, what he was able to do and, and why so many programs were after him.
4: It really, I mean, in size, obviously, you know, at the college level, they're always going to look for, you know, he's a 6'4, 270, give or take. Um, you know, lineman. So that's obviously he's got that prototypical size that really helped him draw those offers. But what really stood out, I and mean, if you watch the tape, is just his tenacity and his strength. He just overpowers kids. And I know, you know, I know obviously he's not going to be going against you know kids that size at the you know the Big Twelve level. But at the same time, he just really dominated kids and it showed that he has that potential to do. You know, he can do the same at the college level, and that's what really. You know, really helped him become a recruit—not just in-state, but as you mentioned, kind of a Midwest recruit with some of those other Division I offers, giving him more options. But you know, Iowa State got you know one of the best players in this class and a really you know a really good player to kind of hang their hat on uh, with where they're building this 2018 class overall.
2: Well, with Downing, he's a kid, as mentioned, with a lot of good offers here. Other programs after him, uh, a background in agriculture—that was something that was important to him. What were some of the other factors that you heard about in the end uh, that led to Downing's decision? Matt Campbell, one of the first things he did when he got the Iowa State job was to offer Trevor Downing. This is somebody that Campbell and company were really after hard from the beginning.
4: Well, like you said, and again, it's from a, from a you know I don't want to say from a Iowa perspective or somebody else's perspective. They're going to say, oh, it's just agriculture. That did play a factor, and I you know for the simple fact that. You know, he's a 17- or 18-year-old kid, and he's making that decision based on school. I love that. I love seeing that not, you know, not everything's about football, not everything's about going to the biggest program or, you know, anything along those lines. You mentioned the coaching staff at Iowa State. One of the things that's really stood out, not just to him, but a lot of these other kids they're going after, they're offering that type of thing. When you ask them who's recruiting the hardest, Iowa State, is. it's almost guaranteed they're going to be mentioned. That staff has done an excellent job. You know, they don't have the, the name as some of you know, the forenses and you know, some of the other Midwest schools. But at the same time, they're making it up by working hard, getting these kids, you know, making sure whenever Downing Downing was a frequent visitor to Ames. And one of the things he did every time, you know, in the recruiting process is make sure he's the one. He's front and center with their recruiting. And I think that's something, you know, especially for, like I said, a seventeen or eighteen year old kid, that's a special thing to see that, oh wow, the head coach is coming out to see me, the head coach is dealing with this visit for me. And he doesn't do that for every kid. And that really played a factor, you know, not just him, but I think it's gonna play a factor in the success Iowa State does in state. For years to come as well, with the, the effort they've put in, it's just the, they've really made, made it clear that these kids are important. They want to get the elite kids in state. And with Dowling, that's a great start for this class. And just yeah. kind of, you know, some of the kids have gotten 17 as well.
1: Yeah, and that's my follow up question. I mean, Matt Campbell is uh, he's entering his second season. They have hit the ground running. And the way that you already have stated that they are going after in state kids as hard as you've ever seen before. Is Campbell then really having success attempting to change that culture at Iowa State?
4: I think he definitely is because he's getting in on some of these kids early, you know, like you mentioned that was the first thing he did was offer Downing and throw that off out early, they knew how important he was he was you know on the western side of the state that's an important place for them to you know beat versus Iowa or some of those other you know midwest schools and so I think they've really made it a made it a made it a focal point for them to get after these kids and it really It really is showing. I think it's going to show as they continue to, you know, continue to um, spend more time on these kids. It is going to be important that the team wins. Like, they do need to turn things around, have more success on the field. But, you know, they're doing what they can right now um, and really showcasing that ability to to recruit. And I think that's what catches their eye. If they, you know, can have a 500 or better season, that will even do better for them. Just kind of show they're more than just recruiting. But at the same time, you can also promise, you know, I don't want to say promise playing time, but you can also say, hey, we're not doing very well. You come in, you know, be a starter offensive tackle, or potentially be in the mix offensive tackle as a true freshman. That's something that's going to help, you know, that recruiting process as well. Because playing time is something that, you know, if your team's not doing as well as they want to do, playing time's definitely something to sell. And I'm sure they're selling that as well, and not just not just you know outworking other teams, but also having that ability, staying close to home, all those different things. That's really hopefully going to help Iowa State turn things around and really be successful going forward in the recruiting process and state.
2: Creston's Trevor Downing commits to Iowa State yesterday. The number two uh, player in the class from Luke Feddersen of Iowa Preps. The number one player from right here in our backyard, John Wagner of West Des Moines Valley, uh, Dowling Catholic High School. Uh, Been a part of uh, state championships ever since he's been there. And he's got quite the offer list that is brewing. Iowa, Arkansas, Florida, Iowa State, LSU, Michigan, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Oregon, Penn State. man. Everybody except for one and the one spot where many people believe he will end up if the offer comes Notre Dame. Uh, what are you hearing on his recruitment and, and how close are the Irish to offering?
4: Um, I think they're one of those schools that, you know, they're going to be one of those schools that they're nationally, obviously a name brand, regardless of how they did last year. So I think what they're going to do is, you know, it's, it's almost June. It, you know, if you haven't offered at this point, they pretty much—I'm assuming—they've probably done their walk through in terms of the spring evaluation. They've come to the school, seen him up close. They want to see him at camp. If you're this late in the process, you're probably not going to offer. And you know, maybe they offer today just to prove me wrong. But they, <laughs> they're one of those schools. It, it's this late that they're going to want to see him. They want to see him working with the other kids see how he lines up in comparison to some of the other defense events they've offered or they want to offer and i think that's going to be the biggest thing like you said you think that offer list, you say okay i got michigan i got you know lsu schools like that maybe it's that time to throw that offer in the hat especially with you know with the, the catholic school background you know all those different things like the favorite type of things he's done a really good job in talking to him. he's done a good job just keeping things close to his best he's really you know, hasn't named any favorites, hasn't said anything. And this is, this is a bit before, you know, it, this is around the time Michigan offered. So it's a ways back. But, you know, this is before things really blew up. But he's been a kid who's kept things close to his chest, kind of kept quiet, loved the process, you know, loved the offers and opportunities and everything. But he's just kind of taking things in stride and seeing what comes. And obviously some great things have come. So we have some great options. I'm, I'm assuming Notre Dame will be tough to catch. But at the same time, some kids get kind of bitter if you're, you know, even if it's a dream school, they get kind of bitter if that school's waiting on them. Oh, we want to see him at camp because those other schools didn't seem to have a problem other than the Iowa, and Iowa State to offer, I think, last summer. But um, it's going to give them great opportunities, more options, all those different things. And it's great to see a kid like that, you know, in state who seems to have his head on right. Every, you know, every time I've talked to him, been a great kid and really seems to. And, a, you know, a program maker continues to build up that Dowling program, and he's one that's had success. And so it's good to see a kid like that continue to have options come his way from some national powers.
2: And no surprise, Donnelly Catholic with a couple other guys that look to get D1 looks. Zach Ross, a big offensive lineman, 300-pounder in the middle, and also a transfer student that is coming in, uh, John Schmidt, a running back. You know much about him, Luke, Uh a guy that certainly comes in with a lot of accolades and is only going to help the backfield just what Dowling Catholic needs, right?
4: Yeah, all the other schools at the 4A level are hoping to stop that streak and get <laughs> a kid who you know, has had a ton of success. I know he's injured. He he's been injured a part portions of this past year, but um, you know, he just has had a ton of success up in Minnesota. He actually has a connection to um Amara Darbo and so there's the connection there where, you know, that he talked to him and their their parents knew each other through I, I can't even recall what it is, but their parents knew each other from something, and they kind of mentioned that that Dowling was a place. Obviously, he's going to sell Dowling, you know, Darbo as a as a as a you know as where he went to high school, and obviously helped open mm-hmm. old doors the, to the Michigan level for him. But it's just another kid. I don't know. He, last time I spoke with him, he said he wasn't 100 percent sure it was going to be at running back, but I think athletically they'll put him in somewhere. Whether maybe safety defensively, he has had success up in Minnesota at the running back level, so I'm assuming that's where he'd end up like you had said, but he said, you know, he's just going in kind of as an athlete, kind of, I don't want to say kind of like the college recruiting process, but kind of like when they recruit an athlete and bring a kid in who can play in a bunch of different positions, they're going to see what he does kind of in the preseason kind of determine from there. But I would assume with his background, it at running back, but he's going to be one of those kids that just add another athlete to a very good team. That's obviously had a ton of success at the four level.
2: One more uh, on the football side. We'll shift gears here a little bit with you, Luke. Uh, Sabian Clark, a running back athlete type from up in Sioux City, Heelan High School. Tell us what you know about him, uh, offers early from Iowa, Iowa State, and where his recruiting sits as we go into the summer.
4: I think he's going to be one of those kids that kind of holds off. He hasn't made, you know, he's, he's had those offers since September, so he hasn't, you know, made a quick decision or anything like this fall, so he hasn't made a quick decision or anything like that. Um, Didn't have that as great of a junior season. He actually had a better sophomore year in terms of numbers, so I don't think he was 100% in terms of um, being, you know, being healthy. But I think Iowa and Iowa State—they've been the, you know, the, the predominant ones. Both the schools are really in the picture. I think Iowa—I Iowa, would be leaning more towards that way. It seems like more of the healing kids have ended up at Iowa for whatever reason. Um, he's kind of kept quiet on the recruiting process, but I do think you know he has two great options with Iowa and Iowa State. He also could—he could be one of those kids too, another athlete. He could actually end up in the defensive backfield, secondary, whether it's safety, whether it's defensive back. He's one of those kids being recruited as an athlete. But I think right now the focus has been on, on Iowa and Iowa State, and I think he actually has visited Iowa more in comparison.
1: Luke Federson's our guest. Iowa Preps, uh, we're talking to him on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Okay, Luke, take me to high school basketball. Trent and I both enjoy high school hoops tremendously. What we don't enjoy tremendously is when a team holds the ball for five minutes. Is there any thought process at all within your organization of putting in some sort of shot clock for high school, say, of a minute, something like that?
4: I definitely, you know, there's been t- discussions of it. Some camps during the summer, you know, some, some of the larger camps have talked about it, have done it in terms of their camps. Like, so what they'll do is, I don't know if it's a 45-second or a 40-second 40 shot, 40 shot clock, but what they do is they have the teams run through that. I think it needs to be done. The concern is more than anything from everything I've heard about, you know, what um, the high school association is doing, the concern is getting, you know, having that extra money to pay for shot clocks and, you know, from 4A all the way down to 1A. So what happens if you just do it in 4A and 3A, then it becomes issues when, you know, some of the schools or the conferences are playing the 2A versus 3A games. Do you go shot clock or not? So it's kind of an all or nothing thing. I do really hope, I really, you know, I think they can. I really hope they do really look into it and take it seriously. They're going to have to kind of think outside the box. That's not the norm Mm -hmm. nationally. It's becoming, you know, more teams or more states are doing it than anything, but it's still not the norm. And I think that's going to be one of the biggest things for them to kind of think outside the box, not just see what everyone's doing and just say, okay, this would help. And I think, you know, going back to uh, the the Pleasant Valley, uh, Valley, uh, Pleasant Valley, West Valley game at state tournament, if you, you know, that was kind of not exactly. You'd think if there's going to be a, a time to do it, it would have been after. You would have been pushing for that just because, obviously, how that game went in the semifinals state tournament. And so, what I think it needs to be done. Will it be done? And how how far down do you go? Do you go again, like one a two a Can those schools afford it? Can they afford paying you know, another, or getting another volunteer to do it during the game? That's where it becomes the, the schematics of it becomes problematic, and that's one of going to be the biggest concern about doing it. The state does need it. I think it'd be a great help for some of those teams that. You know, like those 38 to 36 games, those those fests that aren't the greatest to watch. You know, it, it's good. It's good to get them out, get get them open, and you know, pushing the basketball. And I think that's what the shot cut could help. And it, I would think, you know, it's going to help prepare them for the athletes who are moving on, prepare them for the college level, and hopefully, you know, continue to help put Iowa on the map as high school pro, high school basketball programs throughout the country and everything overall.
2: Luke, I always say, if South Dakota can do it, we better be able to do it mm-hmm. here in the state of Iowa. <laughs> Such hey,
4: speak- a great model.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Speaking is. of basketball, uh Joe Camp gonna be the top player, obviously, in the class for 2018, a long time hawkeye commitment. Uh, have you heard anything more about AJ Green as things are going on? His dad, of course, an assistant coach up at Northern Iowa. Sounds like he's played pretty well at this early point, and some offers are trickling in. Still a lot of people think that he's just gonna end up at you and I. What's the latest you're hearing on point guard AJ Green?
4: It's you know, it's it's one of those things. It's you know, regardless of where his dad's at, and I think that's a great thing for him to have those opportunities. Many people do think he's gonna end up at the U and I, but if you have schools, you know, Minnesota, Clemson, just some of those a variety of other schools throughout the country offering you, you're gonna to have to look into it. And that's nothing against UNI, and I, but I think more than anything it's kinda of gonna determine what's um um, what he wants does he want to stay close to him does he want to play for his dad is his dad going to be there all four years you know what i mean obviously with the success ben jacobson has had and things along those lines um you just don't know so it kind of depends deep down what he wants to do he's given another those ones um similar to sabian clark who's kind of kept quiet on the recruiting process kept things kind of close to his chest in terms of what he's looking at but he obviously has great options um you know great player and i think you know, like most of these juniors, if they haven't decided at this point, they're just going to play out the July recruiting process just see how it goes. Go on the national circuit with his Barnstormers team. They're obviously going to a variety of different places, so he'll have that opportunity to play in front of you know not just the coaches that have offered, but a lot of other big time programs as well. So he's going to be one. You know, he definitely is. He's right behind Wise Camp in terms of um, the class of 2018 and state kids for basketball. He's definitely the the obviously the top rated kid who has not made a decision yet.
2: 2019 class has a, a local talent that we've talked a lot about. Tyreek LaCour from Des Moines North. He's uh, so much fun to watch. Aiden Vanderloo from over in Sioux City. I liked him watching him at the state tournament. And, of course, Patrick McCaffrey. McCaffrey's pretty easy, though he hasn't officially committed to Iowa. I think we know where he's <laughs> I mean, going to end safe. up. Uh, what's your thoughts on Tyreek LaCour? He's not playing with an Iowa-based program. He's playing down for MoCon uh, in the AAU. Your thoughts on LaCour? And uh, sounds like he picked up his first D1 offer from North Dakota.
4: Yeah, he actually I believe Drake's often as well. So his recruiting process has you know finally started picking up. And what that means is he's playing really well, you know, in terms of his AAU getting that opportunity, like you said, going out of state, not doing the traditional path of, you know, obviously the the a number of really good AAU teams in the state, but he's kinda of taking his own blazing his own trail to a different route. What that does to him, um, is open him up to maybe some different schools. You know, obviously you're gonna have you know, some of those Division One schools that are, you know, used to recruiting, whether it's summers or Martin Brothers or All-Iowa Tech or Kingdom Hoops or so many different others, he's going to kind of open himself to some other opportunities. Mocan has had a ton of success at the national level, so I think that I'm assuming that's part of the reason why he made that decision. Um, you know, like you said, great point guard. He just put up some numbers this past season. It'll be really interesting to see how many big numbers he puts up this upcoming season as well, but, you know, he's going to continue to have those Division One opportunities, you know, some of those... Um, mid-majors have kind of offered him, and hopefully, you know, he could see, you know, what will be interesting is see if he can play himself. If he's big enough, if the coaches think, you know, obviously he's good enough to play himself, one of those elite conference-level type offers at this point. But he definitely has the skill, he has to prove he has the size, the ability, all those different things. But skill-wise, he's, you know, a very, very talented basketball player, no doubt about that.
1: Always good, man, when we have a chance to catch up with you. Luke, thank you so much for your time, as always.
4: Excellent. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Okay Luke. Okay.
1: Luke Federson, Iowa Preps, right here, Drafthouse 50 hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Look, he's all in for a shot clock for high school basketball. Uh, we are not alone. No, we are one. not. We are not alone
2: in that one. We didn't even get to baseball. Baseball starts
1: next week. Yeah, it does. Starts next week. Well, I think it's the weather. We forget that.
2: We ran out of time. Yeah. We will well, have on too. Luke during the We'll summer, get him on. And yeah. working on my previews a little bit. Okay. CML is going to be They're going to be really today. good, right? Johnson will be excellent. Yeah. Uh, I think Dowling Catholic's going to be really good. Maybe Coach Roaring's best team that he's had since he's got over. Over in the Iowa division, it is Ankeny Centennial, Valley, uh, Waukee, who's been very good lately, Southeast Polk, who won two championships mm-hmm. the last three years. Uh, that's just one division. Uh, the CIML is ridiculous in baseball, and going to be that way again as it
1: starts up on Monday. I'm looking forward to that. A quick break. We're coming right back, everybody. It's the Big Talker, 1700.
0: Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom! Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. Of course, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates. supply in second year. prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet. Equipment non-return and other and conditions. Supply call for details. Offer ends 121.17.
5: At the United States Postal Service, we don't just carry your product to its destination. We deliver your business, representing you and all of your hard work with pride. It's almost as if you're the one showing up to the customer's door, greeting them with a smile. Because when you ship with the United States Postal Service, your business becomes our business. That's why we deliver more
2: e-commerce packages to homes than anyone else in the country. The United States Postal
5: Service. Priority you summer's almost here so is grilling season this long weekend start them both at the home depot with a Dynaglow five burner gas grill with side burner now just 179 dollars you save 20 bucks its five main burners offer plenty of firepower and its big grilling area covers a lot of burgers hot dogs and weekends get memorial day savings on a Dynaglow five burner gas grill now just 179 bucks only at the home depot more saving more doing while supplies last
0: Napa know-how. That's not heavy metal music. Or the sound of a stray cat fight. It's your car's not-so-subtle way of saying, head to Napa for new brake pads and rotors and get up to a $50 rebate by mail. So don't confuse for anything other than new brakes and 50 bucks back by mail. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores. Offer expires 5-31-17. 1700 KBGG backs the blue, and we'd like you to back them, too. Each week, go to our website at 1700KBGG.com and nominate an officer who does an outstanding job. Tell us why that officer deserves a special salute. We'll select an officer weekly, share their story online and on the air, and present them with a special certificate. And bring their department some Brugger's bagels. Help back the blue at 1700KBGG.com.
1: It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines.
0: Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back in. Always fun when we catch up with uh, with Luke like that. Yeah. And, you're, and you're right, we'll get them on for what, baseball? Do Baseball, some of Baseball,
2: yeah, we got track going on. Yeah, are you a are you a track guy?
1: I like track and field. You do, yeah.
2: Never got into it.
1: I ran uh, low hurdles, ran uh, cross country. Certainly
2: not high hurdles.
1: No, not me. No,
2: it would be a high jump I'd, for it you. Would,
1: it would be a ladder. You'd I'd have, have to put carry a, a, a ladder.
2: Matt <laughs> back there, do you do the
1: the flop on over? Notice, I was honest though. I said <laughs> I ran the low hurdles, so yeah, I did that. Yeah, I had pretty good form too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Stretch that front leg forward. And they curl that other one back like you're doing a like a split. Yeah. Drive that knee past the uh, hurdle. Absolutely. Trek's a sport that I've just never... Yeah, but you run. Or do you I, ju- I but, do, yeah. But you just run, what, just to try That's to stay... I don't in... run
2: sprints. <laughs> <laughs> I like
1: think I'm sitting in front of the house going back and forth. Yeah, I do that. I do shuttles sometimes. Out in the parking neighbors lot, heck think, yeah.
2: Neighbors think I'm losing my mind. Ah, it's good for you. No, yeah, I'm a distance runner. Okay. Not much of a distance, but I try at the very least. All right. I just, for entertainment purposes. Yeah. In fact, I I believe it was the first sporting event I ever went to was a state track meet. High high school state track meet? Yeah. Oh, okay. Down here, my aunt was running. Oh, wow. Kyra Kettleson, now Berenson. Okay. And uh, she got her name announced uh, out in the lead. She was running a hurdle event. I want to she maybe 400 hurdles. No. 200 or 400. One of the
1: two she ran. Yeah, not 400 hurdles. No. Why not? No. They don't run... F- I don't think they run 400 in high school. Well, they might have back then. It was eighty-one,
2: eighty-two. Okay. Maybe. Regardless. Okay. It All was, right. Yeah. I
1: know it wasn't the 100. It was either 200 or more. Okay.
2: Regardless, and she was out in front, and they, Kyra Kettleson from Osage <laughs> in the lead. <laughs> and I think
1: she fell back and is in, like, seventh. Oh. <laughs> She if she just heard you tell that story, she's hating you right oh, yeah, now. Yeah. You just should have left made it to state. You you just should have you just should have left it that she got her name called when she was that's in the league. That's Should have left it right there, making it to
2: state. Yeah, that's pretty good. I agree. Right? I agree. But uh, yeah, that was my first ever sporting event, but didn't stick. Didn't, didn't stick. stick. With me, you know, even come Olympic time. Yeah, you don't
1: get in the track and field I don't really. Know.
2: No, God, I, yeah, love I remember it. the Michael Johnson thing. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I need. Need a ball involved or something like that, you know? I just track's never done it. Really? Yeah, they're fast. You hey, say you say hey. Bolt,
1: you didn't enjoy watching the yeah, show that he put on because he I mean he's extra, he's extraordinary
2: yeah, with he what he can do. He is. He's kind of a different level. I mean, he's the name that yeah. we see gravitate to, but the sport in general. Okay.
1: Just not. you like I'd the pole done.
2: vault, long jump? No. No. I'd rather watch. I'd rather seriously. I'd rather watch like come Olympics. Badminton, table tennis, those kind of events, because really? they're the rarity of seeing them.
1: Yes, you don't see them very often right. unless you play it in the backyard. Well, and that's not that's what we're that's not about that's here. not where you're going. Okay, right, right? Yeah.
2: So I'd rather watch things like that as opposed to track. I don't know what. Wow, it is. see,
1: I love track and field. That must be weird. Well, that I can vouch okay, for. Okay. okay, but I love track and field. I, and and look, the Olympics. For me, if they had it every three years, I'd be good with that instead of every four. Four's good. Just, Four's good. <laughs> just Four's because good. I I like that I like that type of competition. That's all. So I'm planning on going to
2: the next Summer Olympics. You are. Yes,
1: planning on going.
2: Uh, way back, my wife. For years, she yeah. lived in Japan for two
1: years. Yes,
2: and she taught there. And she always wants to go back. And always, I said, eh. I don't know. For whatever reason, Japan never really in excited to- me. In Tokyo? No. Oh. She was somewhere else. I don't know That's Okay. what it was. But yeah, she was somewhere else. Okay. Regardless, uh, she wants to go back. And I said, oh, well, the Olympics are going to be there in 2020. We'll go then. We'll make a little couple-week vacation out of that. So we're saving money already. For are you thing. really? Yeah. Okay. And we'll see if I even am able to go to an event, but- Never been to Olympics before? Never been to Japan before? Hey, cross two things off.
1: Yeah. We'll see. See, that's what people need to do. They need to have, like, a goal. Like, that's a goal. Yeah. You know that she definitely wants to go back. Mm -hmm. And now with the lure of the Olympics... Now you can double dip and say, "Hey, well, yeah, I'd like to go see that." That mm-hmm. would be, "Okay, yeah, I'm good." Yeah. Yeah, let's try to save up for for that money. My, my it luck. won't it won't be cheap.
2: No, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. With with my luck, I'll win a lottery and win a ticket to an event. It'll be track and field. <laughs>
1: Jimmy B and TC. We're coming right back to Big Talker 1700. 1700
0: KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3. Sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG.
2: Trust. Quality. Value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multifamily homes, tear-offs
3: See you soon.
2: You can't enjoy your outdoor living spaces when your home has unsightly green and black stains in need of cleaning. Why scrub when you can spray
1: and forget? Spray and forget. The revolutionary no-rinse exterior cleaner eliminates stains from mold, mildew, algae, moss, and lichen. Spray and forget brilliantly cleans roofs, decks, siding, fencing, walkways, driveways, outdoor furniture, and more without pressure washing, brushing, or rinsing. Make your home and your outdoor living spaces brilliant again with Spray and Forget. Look for the yellow label.
5: There are paint projects, and then there are paint projects. Start yours at The Home Depot with Memorial Day paint savings of $10 off one-gallon cans and $40 off five-gallon buckets. That's not just more for the money. That's more for the living room and dining room, or maybe an extra bedroom, or two. Unbelievable quality, unbeatable prices, with Memorial Day paint savings of $10 to $40 off, only at The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Val through May 29th. The people who design, engineer, and build Ford vehicles never rest, and neither do the specialists who service them. No one keeps those cars and trucks running or stopping better than them. After all, no one knows your Ford better than Ford and Ford Service. Now get a $50 rebate by mail on any Motorcraft brake service when you use the Ford Service credit card. Subject to credit approval, taxes extra, rebate by prepaid debit card. Pads or shoes on most vehicles, one axle exclusions apply. See your participating Ford dealer for rebate details through 6:30:17.
1: It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR.
0: 1700 KPGG kicks off your morning with On Air with Doug, Jen, and Victoria.
1: I would want all of the police force to have everything that they would need at their fingertips.
0: Just because they say that they need it, that's enough. We need it, so please get it to us. And they give you the hometown scoop with Monk and Kelly. I didn't know you had a clothing. Oh, on. Yeah.
4: Is it really made of bacon? It's
1: got the official bacon <laughs> yeah. stamp of approval. I Smell it or not scratch it, sniff.
0: News from around the globe with Westwood One. On Air with Doug, Jen, and Victoria on the Big Talker. 1700 KBGG 1700